Welcome to The Inner Circle, the podcast bringing you into honest conversations about climate action. Together, we'll talk to business owners, experts, activists, and others who are working on circular economy initiatives on the ground. We'll uncover what we're doing right, where people are going wrong, and what needs to be done to change the system to value people and the planet. Together, we're making the impossible possible. Welcome back to the Inner Circle. My name is Erin Andrews. I'm the founder and executive director of Impact Zero, and welcome to season two. We made it. We had a little bit of a break there, and thank you so much for giving us that time to regroup, plan a great season two, and honestly, I'm just very excited to get back into the swing of things because we have a loaded like honestly loaded season coming for you like we have amazing guests coming up um and I'm really excited that we're able to really consciously kind of like put together this lineup of people um and we're going to do things actually a little bit differently this season as well because every other week we're going to be doing something that we call group chat which is where you're going to be able to actually meet the members of the Impact Zero Network, as well as our volunteer team who are currently working behind the scenes, but we want to bring them out into the sunlight and really um, just like talk about things together, whether it's current events or whether it's, you know, some given topic about sustainability. Um, Because I think that way it'll be kind of a more relaxed way of getting to know people Um, And honestly, like, I think it's just going to be a lot of fun to record those. So um, check out those kind of every other week. But then on the weeks that are not group chat episodes, we're going to keep the regular programming of interviews. And like, as I said, we're going to have a ton of awesome people this season. So I'm really excited. Um, So kind of getting into regular updates, I feel like there's so much I need to catch you up on. Three weeks is a long time to not (laughs) give you things that are going on because it's just kind of piling up. But um, something that I'm really, really excited about is that our impact projects are currently, um, I guess, most of the way through our accelerator. There's only a month left um, and Case and Circular are both killing it. Um, We released a press release this week with Circular Um, And that's been picked up a bunch of times, which is amazing. And um, if you want to learn more, you can just Google circular as it's just spelled C-I-R-C-U-L-R. And uh, you can see 
all the great things that they have going on there because I shared like kind of the update of what they're doing. Um, and yeah, it seems like there's a lot of interest generated so far. So I'm excited about that. And then as always, Case is also making a lot of moves in the black plastic space, trying to collect everything and find end markets for that material. So um, yeah, I mean, like there's a lot going on and we're not quite ready to share everything yet. However, um, they're going to be presenting their findings at what we're going to be calling the Impact Zero Summer Gala, which is happening on July 15th at 7 p.m. Um, so if you would like to, you know, join us, get an exclusive sneak peek, meet the people behind these brand names, um, and really come into our space, um, you can actually get a ticket on our website. Uh, the link will be posted in the show notes and essentially it's going to be an evening of like celebration. Um, we're going to do a pitch competition. Uh, so you can see kind of not just case and circular, but then also the other businesses that we work with. And you'll be able to vote on who you want to be in the next cohort. We want to do kind of like a people's choice spot. So that will be fun um, as long as well as actually uh, it'll be p- part a networking night as well. So there's going to be like a ton of people there. We've invited like city staff. We have investors. We have, you know, other circular economy leaders and stakeholders coming So I'm personally very excited and very ready to welcome you. So if you want, the tickets are available online, as mentioned. Um, You can go on our website and get that. Um, The last thing I wanted to share is our new and improved Impact Zero Network. I think I teased this at the end of last season, but we are ready. Not fully yet, but we have our waiting list open. And what we're doing over there is basically informing and empowering consumers to be better to themselves, to each other, and to the world around them. So we're really going to be taking an intersectional approach to sustainability on this network. While everything we do is rooted in circular economy and, you know, creating and solving these regeneration problems, um, we really wanted to bring everybody in and be able to kind of like create this community, this education hub. Um, But I I hesitate actually to call it an education hub because it's so much more than that. It's also a way to engage and like get involved and actually do something and take like, I I say like take meaningful climate action because we really wanna like organize the people who care about this stuff because we have collective power, right? Like there's thousands hundreds of thousands, if not like millions of people who care about sustainability just in Canada. And there's a lot of power to have there. So if we can just get everyone organized around, you know, some clear values, then I think that could be something that will really make some significant changes. Because while we like to support small business and obviously like voting and government involvement is important, a really key piece of change is consumers and having an organized approach to things. So if you'd like to do that, it's free to join. The link is going to also be in the show notes as well, so you can join there. Okay, as always, I'd also like to spotlight a business. I'm not changing this segment either because we really do like to promote the businesses that we work with. So this week, I'm going to be telling you about the Shared Bag. So the Shared Bag believes in second chances for all. They work with 100% upcycled and repurposed textiles, reducing the amount of textile and plastic waste going into landfills by creating multi-purpose reusable bags. They believe in, invest in, and support our local economy. 
What I love so much about this type of initiative is that they're going straight to taking action. There's no need to be making produce bags or any of those fabric bags from new materials. So if you'd like to learn more and support The Shared Bag, you can follow them on Instagram at The Shared Bag and visit their website at www.thesharedbag.com. This week, I'm also actually very excited that we've partnered with a Vancouver-based marketing agency called Tiny Planet Digital. They specialize in crafting digital marketing strategies, designing detailed implementation, and executing these plans flawlessly in order to help you achieve your marketing goals. So we've partnered with Tiny Planet Digital to share that they're launching their first ever sustainable growth contest. So it's informed by the SDGs. And Tiny Planet Digital is generously offering marketing services packages worth a combined $5,000 to two lucky winners. So included in this package for each winner is a one-hour digital marketing strategy session, an SEO keyword search audit, and an SEO website audit. So even if you don't win, though, shortlisted candidates will receive an exclusive opportunity to attend a Marketing Secrets Revealed webinar, so there's no harm in you trying your luck. (laughs) This contest is open to small and medium-sized businesses, charities, and nonprofits in Canada who are growing their business by focusing on one of the UN's SDGs. So the global goals are a shared blueprint for people and planet. So Tiny Planet Digital hopes to accelerate our transition to a green and just world while also supporting businesses and organizations, especially during the pandemic. So interested applicants. So if you want to get in on this, you can apply on uh, Tiny Planet Digital's website by June 30th. Uh, using the link in the show notes. So there's a lot of good stuff there. That is like a huge value for you. If you're a business owner, that is a lot of money and a lot of services that can really help you grow, right? Um, And especially if you're a circular business, I want you to win. So please apply. Um, okay, so this week we have a very special guest. Uh, his name is David Katz. You might know him. <laughs> He's the founder and CEO of The Plastic Bank, which is an internationally recognized solution to ocean plastic. So The Plastic Bank is a global network of micro-recycling markets that empower the poor to transcend poverty by cleaning the environment. So they're literally finding a business case for individuals to clean up plastic and at the same time really having a solid way to tackle poverty and creating as it said uh micro markets for this material so it's really fantastic um i'm personally obsessed i've known about the plastic bank for years um so i was really excited to be able to sit down with david to really you know talk about him as a person but then also like like the why behind Plastic Bank. I think that's something that's really important, especially at a company that's getting very huge. Um, So I really appreciated like the candid conversation we were able to have. And I'm super, super jazzed to share this chat with you. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with David. Welcome, David, to The Inner Circle. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
Oh, thanks, Erin. It's beautiful to be here. Um, so I'm very excited to get into this conversation. I've known about Plastic Bank for years, um, but we also at Inner Circle at Impact Zero, we like to know like the people behind the brands as well. So do you mind kind of starting off with just letting us know a little bit about you as a person? What got you into sustainability at the beginning? Why do you do all this stuff now? <laughs> Um, I think it's important to express that I'm just some regular dude, uh, just doing regular dude stuff. Um, grew up on the West coast of Canada. I'm in Vancouver and much of the inspiration of the work that I do today has come from the ocean's edge, living on an Island. My playground was my beach in front of my house. It's where I spent my time. That's where I dreamt. That's where I, that's where I, you know, looked at stars. That's where I was connected. That's where I felt connected to the universe and to, to all things. And, and I don't know how I could express why I do what I do other than, you know, the very obvious, which is, you know, the necessity of it. Like, it's not an option not to do it. And, and it's not an option to continue putting the onus on others while, while we sit and complain, which happens so often. Oh, yeah, someone else should do it, but yeah, they should do it this way or that way, or, oh, that's not good enough, or, oh, uh, there's still emissions, so that's, whew. I'm here because I believe that the best is the enemy of the good enough, and that we need an army of people with good enough ideas and the implementation of them all so that we can all learn and collaborate and share and become together and work as a society, as a humanity to make change. Because for every piece of plastic we keep out of the ocean, we serve all life. Every bottle, every piece of plastic serves every human and every human that will occur. That's who I am. I love that. And I, I really like that you've connected the humanity in that as well, because I think that often gets overlooked, not often, sometimes gets overlooked when you talk about sustainability, especially environmental sustainability. So having everything you do rooted in humanity, you know, grounded in this like interconnectedness, I think is really powerful. You know, when we look at the SDGs, you know, these 17 ambitions for the world, number 14 is life below water. It's down on the scale. It's down on the scale because we recognize that the SDGs are in order from one to 17. And if we were to get to number 14 or even number two or number three, we have to solve number one. And number one is end poverty. And that much of the degradation that we're experiencing in the world is coming precisely from that condition, poverty. Now, I'd go on to express that there are different realms of poverty. Certainly the lack of material good, which is not poverty, but is a condition of it. But there's also poverty of the soul. It's poverty of the human that lives in the ego mind, attachment to thing, to status, that will take at the expense of all others so that they will finally feel good enough. Poverty of the soul. So on that note of, you know, having so much, to, there's so much to be done. There's like not just, you know, the human side of things. There's the environmental, there's like the, the like internal human side that needs to be changed as well. Um, I want to know, because since you, you and Sean, you founded Plastic Bank in 2013. So you've been at this for a while. <laughs> um, and it's very clear 
it, for those that don't understand um, how it works, you know, people collect plastic, you pay them for the plastic, you can then recirculate, right? Kind, kind of. I think I use a colloquial expression. So we're chains of stores and chains of bank branches for the absolute impoverished, those who make less than a dollar a day, where everything in the store is available to be purchased using plastic garbage. It's like a bank branch, deposit plastic garbage by mass and then withdraw the things you need the most, school tuition, Wi-Fi, medical insurance, clean water, access to pharmaceuticals, everything the poor struggle to afford and absolutely need now available using the garbage that was underneath their feet as money. We've created a monetary system. We've agreed, we've created a, a way that all material resources, the value of them can be revealed and leveraged immediately into the hands of the poor. So we don't give them anything. We don't pay them for anything. They go and they earn it. You can't donate the end of poverty. I have to repeat it. You can't donate the end of poverty. If people, you have to have, create a space where poverty can leave people. It leaves them. It's poverty is a space, a condition, a place that we live inside internally, where we have no hope, where we have no community, when there's no one beside us that will take care of us in the event of something happening. That's what we're fighting. And so when we give that entrepreneurial experience to the most resourceful people in the world, they have the opportunity to blossom. They can see past the end of the day. They can see past the end of the week. They can see into the future. And that really is the place where we want to drive all of our collectors to. You see, even inside of all of that, we have a, a banking application engineered with, by IBM. It was a blockchain-based banking platform. It's plastic bank. So, you know, how do we leverage the value of the material in such a way that people look at it as money? And so the, the collectors, they, they, the more often they can return the material and the quality and some other parameters, they, they ultimately build a reliability score. Well, what's a reliability score in the, in the Western world? A credit rating. So we ultimately provide a credit worthiness opportunity for our collectors because we know how much material they're collecting all the time. We know exactly if you're bringing two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, fifty dollars a month of material. And you've been doing that for months and months and months or years. Of course, they can loan you money because I know that that's available. And if I give you money, if I give you a hard currency, I'll let you play back in plastic. So you can keep just cleaning the environment, continue to work with other people to create a space where they participate themselves because even the poor can influence the poor, of course. So the poor can work with their community and say, oh, let me take the material. It'll keep the environment from being degraded. We'll better protect our reef. We'll better protect fish stocks. We'll better protect our society. And we'll all change and we'll all end poverty together. You see, it makes them participants in the community. It has them value, they feel value. They're valuable like everybody and every living soul is. And so it's just a platform for people to reveal themselves. So, so no, we don't give anyone anything. We just let people shine. It's such a different way of thinking, you know, like that's not how obviously many things here work, but it, it makes complete sense. My background, I used to work in banking and specifically in the ESG space. And we're saying, how can we get credit more accessible to people? And nobody's thinking in this way. Um, so how, how did, 
how do you come up with this? Like how could you, can you, do you mind walking me through your thought process even, or like the progression of how this came to be? I was just compassionate art. I was just a compassionate art. You know, I had like these beautiful experiences in my life that, that taught me compassion. And one of them was, okay, this is gonna, I'm gonna share the story with you, but this is because you, you wanted to be personal. And I'm gonna take you with something that is not, I'm gonna take you through this whole story and it is not, it is not one that is morose. It is not one that requires uh, pity, okay? Not at all, gift. Uh, so September 19, 2000, my daughter was born, Ella, was just freaking remarkable. And uh, she was unexpectedly diagnosed with Down syndrome. And I had, you know, had no idea that I lived in such a judgmental home, such conditional, I felt that it was a plight. My mother asked us to give her up for adoption, all kinds of things, oh my goodness. I, so I felt so conflicted, so wrong, I couldn't look at her. And obviously those were just lessons for me. She came as all of the lessons that I needed, all of the beauty and gift, so I could see and be compassionate and see people's eyes and love them as they are and, and for no expectation, just who they are. And just the years and years of the gift of all of that to see someone expressed and playful and joyful and just so freaking amazing. And um, so I learned so much in that. Uh, and then June 17th, 2018, she unexpectedly died. And, and in that as well was all of this depth of love, all of this compassion, all of this, oh, wow, look, look at the pain. Look, look, what it, look what exists in the world. And it gave me the time to look, oh, where's the love in this? Where's the gift in this as well? What else do I get to experience here that I get to bring to the world? And and take the time that I am here to influence others. So there's, there's lessons everywhere. And so it's really just a compassionate heart. And, you know, there's, it's an abundance mindset as well. You know, and it's not, I think that really if I was to express anything, like what is, what has got me here is that, that I'm in a place where I, where I know that the universe is infinite. It's abundant. And it is being created as we speak. It's continuous, continuously being created. It's creating the universe is being, it's being creating, it's creating. And, and in that, then all things are abundant inside of them. All things are also infinite. Everything that I want in my life is infinite. And I look for lessons and gifts and beauty and everything. And so I think it's, you know, the combination of the compassionate heart and, and the vulnerability and the openness to receive, just to receive. All there is to receive is the gift and the beauty. That's all that exists. If you don't experience that, that's just a story you're making up in your head. So that's kind of an esoteric answer, but that's my final answer. No, I can appreciate that. And um, I think it's a, it's a really good answer because these types of things you can't force, right? It's an accumulation of experiences and lessons and your mindset that enable you to think so differently and to approach problems from, from such a different perspective. Um, that's our superpower. Each individual has their own. <laughs> everyone, everyone can do just that though. That's a beautiful thing if you just open and, and um, you know, what did I come across today is for my holidays? Like, 
uh, paraphrase, but someone who thinks they know everything can learn nothing. Right? So like, it's just coming from the know nothing mind. It's like, I know, I don't know anything. Just look and be curious and what's there and what's there and what's there. And, you know, I've been so blessed in the journey of it all to come to a point where, and I don't care what people think. I've, <laughs> I've stopped living in the eyes of others. Stopped. So many of us live in the eyes of others. That's part of that, you know, the, the poverty of the soul. It's like, we don't feel like we're whole. We don't think we're enough. We're impoverished of our soul where we look for our validation and value in the eyes of others based on what I'm wearing, how my hair looks, what my body shape is like, you know, how tall I am, those things. Am I good enough now? Am I good enough now? Always living comprehensively impoverished. I've been able to give that up. I don't care. <laughs> what do I care what people think? Zero influence. And imagine all that energy that people typically spend on that though. <gasps> oh my goodness. Oh, all of their energy. Imagine what we could oh. do. Yeah, it's, well, because people probably, I mean, people definitely look at you and um, see you as like such an inspirational person who has been able to, you know, create all of these systems. But I mean, any, I, I, not to downplay everything you've accomplished, but I, I firmly believe that everybody has the cap- capacity to do it. Totally. No question. It doesn't downplay anything. That is just absolutely as it is. Anyone can. I just some do like I didn't. What I know about plastics. I know about supply chain. I didn't know anything about it. Totally. Nothing. Everyone has. Man, everyone is just so unlimited. There's just so much power. And like, how many amazing, world changing, life changing, humanity changing, environmental changing. How many beautiful, unlimited ideas died because someone was afraid to fail. Right? So the poverty of the soul is like, what? Man, you just got to just try a little bit and that makes a big difference in the world. Just a little bit. Just learn. Go learn and share and use your word to create in the world. So that's, uh, that's an additional side battle in all of this. But I think, that's, I think it's, it's important. You know, I, could, I share, you know, just as a part of this, I share, you know, this day that I had the idea of the plastic bank. I was searching. I certainly was searching. And I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always overcome things. And I've, this thing about being encumbered. So I was trying to like, no, I'll be free. I won't let anyone tell me what to do. And so I was searching the ocean's my place and inspired by that. And I was like, something has to be done. It, some, it, was, it was in me. It was like just the decomposing corpses of albatross and thing, just stuff, and devastation that's occurring in the beautiful natural world. I had me searching. So I was there, I was at this event and, um, and I had this idea of the plastic bank. It's like, oh my goodness, plastic is money for the world. Like, oh, the poor don't throw money away. Most of the power, most of the plastic in the ocean is coming from areas of poverty. Oh, well, why? Like if money is like, we just changed the way people looked at the material because right now people think that it's garbage based on the shape. Oh, packaging and bottles, they think it's worthless. Oh no, hold on a second. Let's, okay, money, but, Great. So I had all of the ideas, super loud conversation in my head. Everything was like tingling. I was like, oh, hold on a second. This is a way people could use it. They could pay for things. They could transform it into other value. It amazing. And it was like, oh, and I had all these thoughts about it. And then my ego mind showed up. And the ego mind is never your friend. 
It's that shitty roommate in your head that doesn't want you to succeed and keep you keep you repressed. So it's like, oh, who are you, cats? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, that's you can't do that. Like, you think you're gonna be in the world's you know most impoverished communities? There's violence, there's degradation. You know, there's corruption. It's it's dangerous. There's two thousand languages on the African continent set aside everywhere else. Like, you're gonna supply chain world's biggest customers. You're gonna create something of impact. You're gonna create a banking applicant. What? Stop it. Stop it. It was louder than the idea. It was louder than the idea, which is where the, there's a thought on that I wanna get back to, but the birth of the plastic bank came in the third thought. And it was super quiet. It was just like, cause I had all the chatter of all of those. And then this kind of quiet stillness. I said, David, no, no, you're not the person to do it. And you don't need to be the person to do it. All you need to do is choose to slowly, slowly, slowly become the person who could. And that's where the birth of the plastic bank occurred. It was in that thought because I didn't need to be complete before I began, but in the beginning, in the decision of it, you see, once you make a decision, all kinds of things come to your, to your aid, providence. And, and that's the truth of it. And anyone who's listening, what I would always want to share, and the only thing I like sharing, well, it's not that I like sharing lots, but one of the things I like to share the most is the space that everybody's infinitely powerful and you don't need to be anything. You need to just be on a journey of it. I, um, I accept the definition of happiness, which is the worthwhile progression, the continuous progression of a worthwhile goal or ideal. When you're accomplishing all the time, when you're becoming all the time, when you're influencing all the time, oh, so much joy. The progressive realization of a goal. And so in the choosing of it, in the beginning of it, and in the initial actions of it, joy lies, happiness lies. It's not in the destination. The journey is the destination. I agree. And especially when you come at it with a growth mindset too, really helps. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, that's amazing. So how is everything going now for you at Plastic Bank then? If you think the progression. Uh, well, I had a ton of fun. I mean, it's really remarkable. Like we're killing it. We're, you know, we just collected our first billion bottles. Amazing. I think thousand million sounds bigger than billion. <laughs> a thousand million bottles. Think of that massive material. Think of how many hands had to be involved. All Everything else we had to do and create. It's really beautiful. Like it's, it sounds so great, but it's still only 16 hours of global production. So it's like, what? It took us how long to get to 16 hours? Like we're scaling more quickly all the time. We're, you know, we'll do another billion this year as well. So that's getting faster. We're hoping that we'll do, you know, we'll get to a point where we're doing a billion a month and, and still, it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. Still not mm-hmm. enough. I mean, a billion bottles, but like, then think of like the human impact. That's huge. The human, totally. That's it. That's why they think of all the hands that had to go in collecting that. Think of all the money that we put in the hands of the emerging economies. Like there's just so much money that goes in the hand. And most of our money 
it's we we you know purposefully created the, a model where the collector makes the most. We make a very small amount, but we do it in big volumes, so we make some money. But the collector makes the most out of every kilo of what we sell. The collector, the person on the ground, makes the most money. Period. It's the only way that it can occur. Yeah, and I think that is it's so key because when we so at Impact Zero, we're always talking about like systems change. How do we make this like something that catches on and like you really have to throw away the traditional like capitalist business mindset I think and like stay in that like humanity side as well equally I don't think so I think what we have to give up is we have to give up shareholder return yeah we have to give up shareholders benefiting at the expense of all else but I think business tapped into and that's why like people ask me oh you should you be corp and stuff like no you know what I'm going to support entrepreneurship at large, whether you're a B Corp or whatever you are, successful business comes from doing successful things. Doing well in the world is good business. Making sure that everyone benefits from your existence will assure your own success. You know, it's all, it's virtuous for us. Like, you know, so obviously the collector has to win the most. Obviously the supply chain has to win. The brands win that we sell the material to. The customers or their customers win. The consumer wins. Uh, the environment wins, we win, even the plastic wins, it becomes new again. Everybody and everything wins and everything is then supporting each other because I can only win when my brand and their consumer wins. I can only win when my collector wins and the supply chain wins. I can only win when the consumer and the collector win together. That's where we win. And then that way, everyone is there for each other. Like the collector can't win unless everybody else wins. The collector has to return a quality of material at high volume and high value so that we can make money with it so they can continue to make money with it. The brands have to win. They've got to, you know, and on and on. That's just business. I don't know how we got became so perverted, how we lost such poverty or how we gained such poverty, rather, how we gained such poverty, the soul in this place where where we think that we have to take from others that that, that then we're right. Oh, if you lost, that proves that I'm right. What? My goodness, if they lost, you lost too. How short-sighted. So so that I'm hoping is changing. I think that the best thing that I can do in the world is to bring a level of consciousness and awakening. I think my, my meditation practice is probably the most important thing I can do for the world. Absolutely. Yeah, because if everyone comes at things and, you know, taking down the ego mind, taking on this um, abundance mindset, because that that kind of behavior happens when people act out of fear, you know, scarcity. Exactly. It's all like the manifestation of that. And I get it. There's, yeah, I get it. We can love it. We have to love them even more. Exactly. Like welcome them in. Exactly. You know, right. to the solutions. Right. Absolutely. So um, if we talk about, obviously so much good has come from this experiment if you want to call it that (laughs) totally you know trying to like step into this position and like look how far it's come totally um what what i guess opportunities and barriers still exist for plastic bank because i I can imagine there are so many on either side oh there's tons i don't know but nothing (laughs) we're doing is against the laws of physics so i don't know so what's the barriers? That's why I come back to is just self. It's just thinking, creative thinking. Like nothing we're doing is against the laws of physics. I'm not bending time. I'm not traveling faster than the speed of light. 
you know, nothing has to occur for like, other than a whole bunch of people getting together going, okay, let's figure it out. And if we had come across something, I would figure that out too. I don't know, like right now, um, freight rates are going through the roof. Like it's going crazy. Like a container before to ship a container was as low as $1,500 and now it's $14,000. So like that, like the whole, so it shows, throws all the economies out. Like, oh, hold on a second. Like what? So stuff like that, like, okay, you know what? We got to, we have to regroup and sell more of the material. We got to push harder to sell the material in the countries we collect it from. We have to engage more people. That'll let us lower the price in the communities as well. How might we make greater impact locally? That so we you know we have to pivot. That's all. But like oh okay, there's something in there. So you get to look at it and go oh, shipping rates are fourteen thousand dollars. Where's the gift in that? <laughs> so right. So so you know we have to over. Oh, there's all there's no end of things like. It was beautiful. Like we, we had to, you know, again, so I, that's the thing is like to overcome, like I just get caught up on the word. Like there's nothing to overcome. There's nothing, there's no overcoming. To overcome something is to kind of, it's kind of a resistance type word for me. It's like, there's something that I don't want to have occur. It's like, oh, okay, what's in there for me? Hmm. Right? I just use the example, I get no remorse neither, but like when my daughter died, it's like, okay, I could resist her. Go, okay, what's there for me? Right, what's the lesson here? What's the lesson here? Exactly. I like that way of thinking. I didn't even make that connection about using the word overcome because I use that a lot, right. but I recognize that that means that there's something to resist in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. Hmm. Just the way, just hearing the way even you approach things, I think is really fascinating because, well, I feel like I'm like slowly, you know, making it to be in that kind of space. It's such a process. Um, so it's, it's reassuring as well to see like, you know, a company like Plastic Bank that I truly, truly look up to so much. Like this is the kind of things that we're trying to do with Impact Zero and like support entrepreneurs who are working on these like systemic type businesses. Um, and it's really reassuring to know that somebody like you with your mindset is one of the people, you know, really leading this. It I think it is very reassuring because kind of my hypothesis has been like, you need all of these things, but I've never been able to like prove it. Right. <laughs> so it's this truth, is great. I'm assuring you it's true. Listen, it doesn't need to be for all, all people, but it should be for you because it's what's in your soul. We know it to be true. We know that it's abundant. And I don't need to convince people. I love the saying, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Hmm. I can't convince mm -hmm. you that what I can do is be that. I can be that in the world. I can be it and be it and be it and show my success and have other people go, how? And it's not a how, it's a being. There's nothing to do. It is being it. You know, I use the conversation that when I had the idea, what I truly discovered was that I shouldn't even have to apologize for the conversation, but I'm going to. Because I was, I was never... I would have never considered myself spiritual before, ever. Plastic Bank has brought so much beauty into my life. And then I just, I found, I found a temple and I found a doorway. And I'm in the door inviting people in. That's all I do. It's nothing to do about the execution. It's not about doing the work. It's not about any of those things. I just invite people into a new way of being. And then it uses them as well. And then they do the work. I don't show them. I don't tell them. It's just, it's just, there's a beauty 
There's a love, there's community, it's service. Yeah. Amazing. So the, I, I love all of this. Um, I, I want to I leave off on kind of a final opportunity for you, I guess. Um, if you would like to share, like, so everyone listening to this, I'm sure everyone's intrigued <laughs> for sure about what's going on and, and what Plastic Bank is up to. So for those who want to, you know, learn more about Plastic Bank, learn more about you, um, where can they go to do that? Where do you usually direct people? Plasticbank.com, of course. And then you can, you know, join, join the newsletter. Like what? Like just show your vote, vote, just be there, be a part of the community, share, talk, tell people that there's new ways of thinking that there's other things that they can do. Those are all beautiful. But what I really want everyone to do is I want everyone that's listening to go into a store and I want you to go and find the manager of the store, go find someone who's a duty manager, the manager and say, I love coming to this store. Could you please point out those things are made from regenerative materials? Could you point out those things are from recycled content? Because those are the ones I'd like to buy the most. And if you had a section with that, then I would probably be more likely to come here more often. And even if they don't have any answer, what you did is you created the space of being. You created the space where the manager now knows that that's what the consumers are looking for. Because they'll go back to their suppliers through the FMCGs and the other ones, and they'll say, hey, this is what's going on. This is we need more material that is repairing the earth and humanity. That's what I need everyone to do. Don't go to plasticbank.com. Don't do anything. Just go and be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that is about creating that voice and using your words to create it. Use your words because that is what creates all things. Mm-hmm. Step into that power that we all inherently have. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, David, for for joining me today. It's been a pleasure chatting. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Erin. You're a remarkable person. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of The Inner Circle. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts to help others find us and learn more about the circular economy. If you'd like to join the Impact Zero network or support our work by donating, you can learn more at impactzero.ca. And if you'd like to stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram at impactzero.ca or on Twitter at impactzero underscore CA or on LinkedIn by searching impactzero. The Inner Circle is coordinated by Sebastian Stanescu and produced by Samantha Sturmer. Music and transitions were created by Jordan Murakami. Thanks so much for joining me and we'll talk next week.